0: Automating house flipping. If you want to make more money with less time, flip more houses with less of your own efforts, listen up. Or if you want to be doing something more productive a year from now than you are right now, you need to watch this video because this is going to share with you the essence of how the most successful real estate investors automate their house flipping business so they can produce more results. Without more of their efforts. And furthermore, if you look at my personal life where I have not only an enormous mentoring and coaching operation, but I also flip my own houses and I own a a very large portfolio of real estate. I own several other businesses. Heck, I got four kids. I'm married. How do I get it all done? Still have time to go fishing and have a life? That's what I'm gonna share with you on this video. The secrets to automating your business, and this actually can apply to not just real estate but any business, but certainly, it's gonna focus on house flipping because it doesn't need to be something where it consumes your entire life. You can automate, for the most part, many aspects of house flipping. So let's dive in. The foundation of improving the automation of your house flipping business is in your mind. It's your mindset. Way too many people have a DIY, do-it-yourself mentality, and it needs to move to delegation. What does this look like? It's, it's contained in this simple phrase. If you want it done right, what's it go? You got to do it yourself. Well, that is hogwash. You need to remove that attitude immediately. You need to replace it with something that Paul Orfala, who is the uh, founder of Kinko's, which is now FedEx Office, used to say, he used to say, someone else can always do it better. You need to think of yourself as a CEO. You don't have to do all of the individual tasks. In the beginning, as you're first getting started, you may, but over time, you wanna work yourself into a position where you're delegating and getting other people to do the work. And you might say, well, Phil, I've delegated before, but oftentimes they don't do the job as well as I could because I'm the business owner, I care more. And my attitude is you're gonna have to learn how to hire well. There are great people out there that have great individual skills. They have unique talents and gifts and you as a business owner need to draw those gifts out and you need to lead them. You don't need to be the one doing all of the work all of the time. So it starts with a mindset because when you change your mindset from DIY to delegation, you now look at yourself as a CEO of an operation and you start putting people in place to do certain things so that you're not doing them all the time and that is the fundamental key in automation. It's going to take other people's efforts. Now what's real interesting about real estate specifically is that you have this situation where each individual deal has several different outside parties. Buyer's agents might represent a buyer. You've got an inspector, you've got an appraiser, seller, maybe the seller has an agent in the middle. You have a title company or a closing attorney. You have all these different parties that are getting paid When the deal closes, in many cases, and all of them have their individual tasks or jobs that they have to do. And so often I see beginners in real estate investing, they're timid and scared to direct and to uh, instruct people on what they're supposed to be doing, holding them accountable. Instead, what they often do is they take this DIY mindset and they pick up the slack for the incompetence or the laziness of the other parties in a deal that already are getting paid but they're getting paid in, in almost on the coattails of that investor's work. Put them, drive them to do their responsibilities and their work. It's important. That's what they're getting paid to do. And so that doesn't mean you need to feel bad about telling these people what they're supposed to be doing. You're creating jobs. You're creating opportunity. And that's a good thing. You need to look at it as a good thing. I so often see where people are so scared about kind of being that leader and telling people what they need to be doing when you need to look at that as a noble pursuit. Somebody needs to be the driver in the deal. Someone needs to be giving these people opportunity and jobs and tasks to accomplish. So something very special about house flipping is that sometimes it's not an employee, some assistant that you have that's doing the work. Sometimes it's other people in the deal and you're just holding them accountable. And the key, again, is this idea that you are now the CEO and so you need to delegate rather than think in terms of always doing everything yourself. Now, for me... It all occurred when, uh, after I'd really gotten my business going and I was doing very well, um, uh, my mentor had opened up an office in Las Vegas and I was in Nashville, Tennessee. And he flew me out there to help train some people to get that that office going. And it was, again, in house flipping. And um, it was interesting because I ended up staying out there much longer than I thought. And while I was out there, Of course, my house flipping operation was in full force and effect in Nashville, and I realized that I had to start learning how to do things when I wasn't there. I was forced into delegation. I was so used to if I needed to get something done, I'd hop in my truck, I'd go drive over there, I'd get it done. Well, now all of a sudden, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I've still got deals going, a lot of deals going on in Nashville. Who's gonna go look at the property? Who's gonna go meet this person? Who's gonna do this? Who's gonna do that? And it completely changed the way I looked at the business. And it was, it was revolutionary for me. It allowed me to start thinking in terms of who else does the work because I'm not the one going to be doing it. I'm not the one there on the ground. Now, I could pick up a phone. I could do that part, but I definitely couldn't always be driving over there. So I'm not saying that you all of a sudden force yourself to not even be able to drive over to a property. But I am saying that if you can drive yourself away from DIY and into delegation, it's fundamental to automating your house flipping business. Now that your mindset is right, we can talk about systems. Systems, you've heard about this. This is the idea that you have written uh, video, audio instructions showing other people, the people you delegate, exactly what to do and how to do it. This is how you begin to automate because now you have other people, good people, running the business so you can look after it. You don't have to be the one doing it. You either are gonna have to buy that system or you're going to have to make it yourself. Okay, those in my apprentice program uh, with Freedom Mentor, I have what I would consider the most sophisticated system ever invented in the history of this industry. It's taken me over 15 years to build. It's so enormous and so detailed, it's hard to fathom how much is in there. And some of the apprentices that have been with me a year still haven't even gone through everything. It's so thick and detailed. But you're going to either have to get it, buy it from someone like me, or you're gonna to have to make it yourself. And if you're gonna make it, you're gonna to need to document in detail everything you do and how you do it. And then you have to make it dummy proof because the people that you work with, they're not always gonna be as understanding of how you communicate what you communicate. So either way, you gotta have a documented system. And then that way you can plug people into that system. Now, one of the things that you might be asking yourself is what about software? How can that play a role in automated house flipping? Well, where that comes into play is it simplifies certain tasks, certain actions within the system you have. I call them tools because it's not always software that are tools there's other things that can be tools as well an example would be if you have really great contractors that you never have to babysit and that have worked with you for so many years that they already know what you want and how you want it like my contractors I mean we don't even have to communicate that much it's amazing how much they accomplished that everyone talking to me because we've worked together for so many years all right so tools uh, an example of a software that I absolutely love I have another video on it. it's called PropStream. that's a soft that really simplifies and speeds up the process of getting a lot of information about a property because it's a data aggregator. It's got some other tools in it as well, but that's the one that I use the most. So tools, software, that's where that comes from. Now this is the next key point as we talk about systems because you can build a great system but then still fail right here. Uh, Have you ever seen the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton? It's the story of McDonald's, and in that movie, at about the 20-minute mark into the film, uh, it shows where the McDonald's brothers, those are the two uh, gentlemen that started the first McDonald's, they invented kind of the, the fast food model, they are telling Ray Kroc exactly how they did what they did. And the one of the most amazing parts of the story is when they, they tell Ray that what happened was they had a really long list of items on their menu. And then they studied the results, and they discovered that over 80% of their sales came from just a few items on the menu. Burgers, french fries, milkshakes. So they said to themselves, what if, we simplified our menu, which is very rare at the time in the restaurant industry. Everybody always wanted to have more and more and more items. How about we bring that, that menu down? And if we only have to serve a few things, we can be so much better at those few things, and we can actually serve it faster. They got to the point where they could serve uh, burger and french fries in 30 seconds, which was monumental at the time. So the same thing holds true with you and house flipping. You realize that real estate is a vast, vast ocean of different things you could be doing. So what happens when someone calls you that has 70 acres of raw commercial land at a very busy intersection right across the street from Walmart and they're looking for buyers? What do you do? Do you you start making phone calls for the next five weeks to try to make something happen because it's a big deal? I know plenty of investors do that. But see, that's not concentrating your efforts. Then you know meanwhile which deals make the most money. Mostly single-family homes are the most liquid, right? There, there's the most buyers, both investors and retail buyers. There's so much you can do with the with single-family home versus maybe a high-rise condo or vacant land or some. I had somebody send me an email the other day, a 500-unit apartment building, and they would never flipped a house in their life. I mean, see, that's the thing. You've got to concentrate your energies because when you do that, you, you apply so much more power to that which makes the most money. So when I say concentrate, I'm not just talking about the bread and butter. I'm talking about when you're able to look and see which deals make you the most money, focus on more of those. Focus on the hot knife through butter kind of deals, not the ones that are going to be a complete train wreck. Now, you can still make money on, on the stuff that you don't do. You just refer it to somebody else and you make a referral fee. But that's key. You get the right system in place. You get the right tools to simplify things as as much as you can simplify them. Then you concentrate your efforts and don't be chasing rainbows. That's what I call it. No chasing rainbows. Stay focused. Now, on this topic, when you have systems, you're going to have to have a system for hiring and firing because you're probably going to have an assistant or two and maybe even more people in your organization at some point. And so you need to have a policy and a way in which you bring people in. And I'm going to give you this important tip. Hire slowly. Okay, hire. meaning you bring them in, maybe they work a couple hours a week, test them out on one little thing at a time. Don't turn a bunch of stuff over to them yet. You know, just really tread lightly in the beginning. If they impress you, give them a little bit more. If they impress you, give you even more. If there's a problem, fire quickly, as quickly as you can. Whoa, Phil, firing. Whoa, whoa, Phil, I thought you were a Christian. Whoa, whoa, I don't do this firing thing. You're going to have to. If you're going to be a delegator, you're going to have to fire some people sometimes. There are bad seeds out there and you need to get them out of your organization as quickly as you can because a good seed is just around the corner. All right. So if we have the right mindset in place and you've got the right system in place, I'm going to now break down the actual aspects of house flipping and give you some tips on how to automate each and every one of those aspects. So this is the house flipping business. It's about generating leads, then you qualify those leads, and you get those deals under contract. You do your due diligence once it's under contract. You execute your your exit strategy. Then there's a closing, and then there's the administrative side to it, which is going to be your bookkeeping, accounting, if you're borrowing money, that sort of thing. All right, so I'm going to break down what I do to make these more efficient. The first is leads. So many of you are in such a tight budget when you first start off in in real estate investing that you're doing lead generation the most manual way possible. You're outbound calling, you're knocking on doors, you're doing those sorts of things. Eventually, you've got to get to a point where you are paying for certain advertising platforms to do the lead generation for you. You've got to get to a point where you're paying other organizations. I'm a huge fan in all of the different businesses I own of paying for lead generation. This idea that building a business is about uh, referrals and word of mouth and organic rankings is just not correct. You're gonna be in business. You're gonna be paying for marketing, but that's a good thing because it's an automation piece. You automate your marketing. I'm not out there or hiring people to put out signs or, or or licking stamps on postcards. Are you crazy? No, this is all very, very automated. I do keep an eye on it to make sure that there's anything going out of whack and making solid adjustments over time, but otherwise, that's pretty much automated. Qualifying the leads, oh, all day long. This is an assistance role. This should this just square. Uh, in line with what an assistant should be doing. Of course, that's what my assistant does. So you have an assistant do all the qualifying and talking to the sellers. Deal creation, that's where I step in. I do step in, meet with the sellers, look at the property, get it under contract, although that might be the last time they ever see me. I learned this tip one time when I was first getting started in real estate and I was trying to flip a house and I put it on the MLS and I didn't sell it and so I was going to hire an agent and I reached out to the top agent in the area who had a, a whole bunch of people in her office. And I remember I kept talking to assistants and I never talked to the big head person. Eventually I got a chance to talk to Karen and she met me there to do the listing agreement. I remember we met at the property, I showed her what was going on. We signed the listing agreement. I never heard from her again. <laughs> that was it. I was so impressed to see the big person whose you know faces on all the billboards, and then all of a sudden, I never saw him again. But this is what I do here. I end up uh, strategizing based on all of the research that my assistant has put together. I put together, you know, exactly what the the deal is going to be, what it should be. I talk with the seller, meet him at the house, get it under contract, and then I mean that's that's really the most important role I play in the entire transaction. Okay, next is due diligence. This is where you have your title company doing a title search. Sometimes you are hiring an inspector to do an inspector. I have my assistant reaching out on different things, whether it be uh, stuff with the uh, public records and if there's codes violations and all those kinds of things. So um, I have I've taught her exactly how to pull comps. My assistant is good at being able to determine what a house is going to sell for as anybody in America. I've taught her all that. So next is the exit strategy. See, for me, I always list the property on the MLS. That's how we flip all of our properties. I don't go through this whole rigmaroo of signs and on Craigslist and all that mess. I automate it by putting on on, on the MLS. Now, it's true that when a property goes on the MLS, you have to pay a buyer's agent upwards of two or 3%. That's true. But that's part of my automating strategy, right? Just like I'm paying for leads, I'm paying a little bit more to find the buyer, but it's automated. And that's the key for me. Remember, I need automation. I need it to be more like a machine. I don't need to be. And a lot of y'all are thinking, okay, well, if I do the lead work myself, <laughs> and I do a lot of the leg work and selling the deal myself, I'm going to make more money on a per deal basis. You're right. You will, but you won't have automation. You won't have as much time. You won't have as much uh, ability to make more money with the with the extra time you have. And so it's a lose lose. So you've got to look at these different steps and say, okay, even if I give up a little bit of money in each of these steps, like hiring an assistant, you're having to pay an assistant, what you're doing is you're creating an automation. Next is closing. Um, I, of course, worked with several title companies over the years, personally, and of course with my apprentices, literally hundreds over the years. And so the key is you've got to find a great title company or a great closing attorney. There's a lot of lousy ones out there that are not going to want to work with investors. They might be good—I shouldn't say lousy—they they might be good with retail uh, uh, agents, but they're not good with investors. You're going to need to find the right closing team because that will make this job insanely easy. It won't even be work for you. I mean, I literally—the the, my closing uh, people, the closing office is 10 minutes from my house. I don't even go into the uh, place to sign. I literally have my assistant come to my office, and then she is the notary, and then I, I sign, and then it gets it gets brought to the closing uh, office. So automate, 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 automate. Admin, how do you automate this? Well, you can get bookkeepers to use QuickBooks to automate some of that stuff. I don't automate uh, bill paying. I don't do that. I pay my own bills, and so that actually does take up quite a bit of time each week for me to pay people. But uh, but that is because I like to keep my finger as the only one in the operation who can send thousands of dollars to other or, uh, other people. So, uh, but you can automate that too. Bookkeepers can do all that for you. Um, but certain things I hold on to. I, I'm actually I go through with my bookkeepers every month through my all my QuickBooks of all my different business. Businesses going through everything, and my bookkeeper often is like, "Man, you, you know a lot more about your books than anybody else I work with." And I say, "Yeah, I I stay close to the money because uh, if you watch the pennies, the dollars will uh, take care of themselves." All right, so I hope this gives you some insight in every step of the way of house flipping, how we do this. Now you might be saying to Phil, "What if I'm renovating houses, right? I'm not just selling as is." Well, that is part of the exit strategy, okay? And uh, I have a great video on how to find great contractors. You solve all of your rehab problems pretty much instantly if you have a great contracting team. Great uh, electrician, great plumber, great HVAC, great just overall kind of general handyman. And so I have all of those people I've worked with for so many years. And it's funny, if you talk to these people, they'll say, yeah, Phil's our best client. He literally pays us the same day we send him an invoice every single time. I've never worked with anybody who does that. So I keep my people happy. I pay them well. And, uh, you know, I could probably be more cutthroat and find some other contractors that really cut them to the bone. But that's the thing. I want automation. So I pay a little bit more for better contractors who I don't have to babysit. All right, so I hope this has been enlightening for you. I hope this is sharing with you some wisdom that you can apply so that a year from now, two years from now, you have more time on your hands and you're making more money. So you have more freedom to go do the things you want to do. I'm not saying that you can completely automate house flipping. In fact, I've got a great video that I would uh, make sure you watch after you get done watching this one on flipping versus renting houses, where I talk about the pros and cons of both. You can automate house flipping about to the level if it's, it's almost identical to the amount of work you would do with rentals. You really can, because rentals have a little bit of work to be done to them on a consistent basis as well. But it doesn't mean it's just completely 100% what they call mailbox money. No, I mean, there's a little bit of work to be done here. But when you get each and every aspect of this operation um, dialed in, as we've described here, What you end up having is a lot more free time and you're making more money. And with more free time, some of you are gonna fill that void, not by going on vacation, but by doing more deals. You'll see. And then that's when you start making one, two, five million dollars a year. That's how that works. All right, you all, well, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you got questions and whatnot, please put them down below here. If you wanna learn more about uh, my apprentice program, where my team and I mentor and coach and we turn people into money-making machines where they get access to the best damn system this industry has ever seen. I know I'm a bit biased, but it's true. Um, Please consider my apprentice program. You can apply here on this video. And uh, and hopefully uh, you get a chance at the opportunity to be a part of that program. I also give away my book How to Be a Real Estate Investor. I give those away on this, these videos. So uh, grab that, grab a copy of this book if you don't already have it. It's a fantastic book. I recently updated it too, and so grab that book. And uh, and like I said, if you've already uh, if you've already got my book, you've already apply for my apprentice program, all those good things. I want you to watch this next upcoming video, uh, Flipping versus Renting Houses. Dive into that because that's going to give you a lot more insight on this idea of automating and uh, what it really means to bring in money while you're sleeping. Thanks so much for watching this video. I'll see you on the next one.